0: Hello and welcome to Connected Episode two hundred and sixty-two. It's made possible this week by our sponsors Pingdom, Smile, and FreshBooks. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vittici.
1: Hello, hi, how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you
1: today? Um I'm, I'm alive, so that's that's good. That's, that's good. good.
0: Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a little while. And we're also joined by Mike Hurley. Big show. I've got a lot of exciting things to talk about today. Huge, huge show. Sometimes there are weeks on this show where, like, two days ago or yesterday, there's nothing in the document, and then I load it today, and it's 19 pages long. It just goes yep. on forever. We have five
2: items to follow up, five tiny topics, mm-hmm. and f- four main topics to talk about today. So yeah. This document
1: up. is longer than my review. It's <laughs> too long. I don't want to read it too long. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, let's get started then. What are we doing? We don't have time to waste. Let's start with follow-up. As promised, the podcast-a-thon video and audio have been posted. It's over on YouTube. It's also in a new feed called Departures on the Relay website. I, I definitely recommend if you're going to spend six hours with this thing to watch the video. It's totally it. worth it. Watch it. It's way better than listening. Yeah, I listened to some of it and like I, I was there and the video was better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot better. Uh, I do want to tease also uh, Sunday's episode of Mac Power Users, episode 502. It'll be out in a few days. Uh, The whole first section is David and I talking about all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. So if you want to know (laughs) about how you do a -a six-hour podcast-a-thon, check out MPU 502 this coming weekend.
2: And if you're interested in, you know jump into a point about 2 hours in is when Federico comes on and we have a little mini episode of Connected during the middle of the podcast mm-hmm. There's lots of great stuff in there. What
0: That's are you really going to do
1: for episode 512?
0: Uh we are actually uh, planning, we've already been talking about it, uh a like stump the genius episode where oh, nice. I answer okay. people's tech questions for an hour and a half. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, if you have uh, participated in our St. Jude campaign this fall, this, this September, uh, thank you so much. We are over a quarter of a million dollars, which one quarter of a million dollars. I, Put that
2: into perspective.
0: I keep mm-hmm. saying it, and it keeps uh, it just keeps making me smile every time I say it. If you are interested in donating and you haven't yet, uh, the campaign will be up through the end of the month. You can go to saint Jude.org/slash-connected. And uh, learn more and donate to a cause that means the world to us, but the the world to families all around the all around the globe. St. Mm-hmm. Jude works to mm-hmm. treat kids who are fighting cancer and to care for their families all at the same time. It's an amazing deal. So humbling to be a part of it. And yeah, a quarter of a million dollars is just it's just amazing,
2: unbelievable. Thank you so much, everybody. Mm-hmm. That's really just astounding.
0: Moving on to some. Uh, less serious but also way more serious follow up. Federica. we all know about pranking your mom. That's thing that you a thing that you do. not a prank. It was not and a prank. And you had a tweet the other day that said left my mom at home and forgot to tell her about our new security system. And a screenshot is of at least 4, I'm sure there're more of them because they're basically every minute, uh the your home kit alarm system mm-hmm. going off. So um what happened? Is your mom was, okay?
1: My mom is okay. This was not a prank. Of all the pranks that I um, could have pulled on my mom, that I may have done that weekend, um, this was not a prank, I promise. It was accidental. I forgot that... Um, so I left. Yes. I I left my mom at home watching the dogs because Sylvia and I needed to be somewhere. And... Um, I didn't think about the fact that, uh, since the last time she was at home, I set up this new HomeKit security system that I think I mentioned on the show that I also covered in the review, which is basically, um, uh, there, there's a, there's a siren that I bought from Amazon. It's a very loud siren. It's 120 decibels, um, It's very loud and it's connected to a HomeKit smart plug. And the smart plug is part of a series of automations that whenever one of my doors or uh, windows open... And nobody's home, so that's the condition If nobody's home, then basically some you know engage this incredible siren and a bunch of other things, including send me s m s alerts um and pushover alerts. both of them I programmed as custom shortcuts in HomeKit using the Twilio and pushover apis. So what happened here is that my mom simply opened the 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 balcony door to let the dogs play outside. And she she was blasted with this siren <laughs> at 120 decibels. Oh, and no.
0: It's after so loud. The f-
1: after the first siren, the second uh-huh. siren uh, kicked in. That's a n- not as loud There's a second one, 90 decibels in the bedroom. Um, that also comes mm-hmm. in as a second layer. And I started getting all of these alerts. And at first, my reaction was, oh, no, they somebody broke in and then i realized like in a fraction of a second I realized wait my mom is home and then i realized oh no the automation rule worked because nobody's home right <laughs> oh, now no, it was a success <laughs> and so and so even though i was kind of happy about it that yes my all my code worked correctly um I opened the home app and turned off the siren right away. And then I called my mom on the phone and I could tell from her voice that she was like shaking. <laughs> I was like, oh, mom, everything's fine. I'm sorry. Just I didn't realize that uh, nobody was home and the, and the alarm um, was triggered, uh, but it will not trigger anymore now. Poor woman. Yeah. I know do-
2: I I agree. I I I, no, I believe that this wasn't a prank, but I feel so badly for your mother in so many situations. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. one is real bad.
1: Yeah, it it was very bad. Uh, thankfully the dogs were not scared too much by the siren. Oh yeah. I think my my mom was was more scared uh by the sound than the dogs. The dogs were just running outside, so they didn't care. Um but, yeah,
2: but also it's also your, your mom is more of the concern here right like, sure sure your mom being upset by the siren is more is should be more concerning than the dogs getting upset by the siren, you know
1: well, you know, but she's a grown woman, so the dogs are small and and, and right, but like your mother is innocent older than the dogs <laughs> yeah. yeah right um, that's my <laughs> con- that's my main <laughs> concern here yeah, I guess you're right um <laughs> but I'm still happy that everything worked as expected um so the notifications worked sylvia also got a bunch of alerts because in in the twilio api i also associated sylvia's phone number um the automation worked the multiple layers of actions to be be performed also worked so in addition to there's a first siren there's a second siren and then all the lights turn on uh to 100 percent white color um and as I mentioned, I think on the podcastathon was it on the podcastathon mm-hmm. that I mentioned this? Yeah, uh, in the future, as soon as the HomePod software update becomes available, I will add spoken messages to the mix. So there will be a message that says that the home c- security system is calling the polizia or carabinieri, even though it's not actually true. But the thieves don't know that it's not true. Um, there will be or a your spoken- mother or. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Hopefully, this right. will not. This will, you know, there should be there should be in HomeKit some kind of way, maybe through family sharing, to say when this person is visiting. So this person is not necessarily one of the home owners, but she may be visiting. So in the nobody's home condition, there should be some kind of flag to say allow for guests or something like that and it could probably Mm. because you know in my family sharing setup we have my mom and sylvia's mom um so that i you know i I, and i think i mentioned this so i i can just play for uh, i can just pay for icloud drive for everybody and they don't need to manage any more subscriptions maybe there should be a way to have guests that are that do not have um direct admin control over every single accessory, but maybe there should be part of conditions for exactly this type of scenario.
0: I wonder if you could use the automation stuff in shortcuts so when her phone joins your Wi-Fi, it disables the alarms. No. That
1: didn't work? I, that, no, that wouldn't work. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, though, maybe with one of the future HomeKit routers, that will be possible, because in theory, I don't know, who knows if they ever gonna release those? They promised them, and then we don't know what happened to those. So, but anyway, she's alive, she's fine, and the the system worked. So, success all around. Steven, can we talk about your video?
0: Yes, please.
1: And and the dance at the beginning, which was amazing. <laughs> where's where's the music? Uh, the music, from? music
0: is from. Let me look. I have a subscription to this thing where you get a bunch of royalty-free music you can use. It's like the intro. Like so, the intro is very technically
2: impressive. You did a really good job with the edit, and then you just started dancing. Yeah. But I have a I have a continuity problem with the beginning of your video. Do you uh, know what the, it
0: is? That the music is playing before I put my earbuds in. Yeah, that's, and that you're dancing that before me. you've got the ear, the the yeah. in. Why are you dancing? Is
2: yes. you your pre dance? No. <laughs> so what? I so it's so let biggest. me
0: show behind the scenes. The song is from Epidemic Sound, by the way. That's a service you can pay for, and you get music you can use on YouTube. I tried the dance without any music in my office, and I couldn't do it like it didn't look right and so I was playing the song loudly through my iMac, like so I was dancing to music in the real world and then put my headphones in like it's a little bit of a continuity thing, but look, mm. when you wink at the camera with a mustache, like everything else it's is just... secondary so yeah. it's
1: one of the it's one of the sexiest things I've ever seen on YouTube <laughs> honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got the account flagged as adult material, but I fixed that. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah,
2: I uh, I feel like we could build the law for this, right? You were actually listening to music, and you were getting ready to go out f- with new music, right? Mm-hmm. And that was what what happened. The wink was like, "Yeah, I'm out
0: here. Yeah, you know? see ya." Yeah, it's a it's a little t- what three minute deal about the stainless steel iPod Shuffle, which came out in 2009 this stupid iPod shuffle with no buttons. It was all voice control. That was really terrible. And, uh, a, a listener actually sent me this iPod for this video. I have to mail it back tomorrow. Uh, he just lent it to me, but it was, it was cool to, to take a look at it. I also learned that filming something that is perfectly reflective is very difficult. Mm-hmm. So in most of the shots, the stainless steel iPod shuffle, I'm holding it or it is near something else. So I have something else to focus on, uh, and like manually adjust the focus to get the shuffle in line because it's it's perfectly reflective and difficult to see through a camera. But it was a yeah, fun little project. It's nice to be back on YouTube after a hiatus and um yeah, mustache and all. Which is a side effect of the podcastathon if you watch.
2: But not but like a general a general improvement to everybody's lives. I think so.
0: I think so.
1: Yeah, we all agree with that.
2: Uh we referenced last week the idea, wouldn't it be lovely if if they're gonna make iPhone eleven battery cases. Steven, I think you said that you didn't think they would do it. I don't remember, but that's what my memory tells me. Uh there has been references found by Guillermo Rambo in iOS thirteen point one of smart battery cases in the works.
0: I was uh wrong. It seems to be in the works and the 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 11 Pro, but especially the 11 Pro Max, will just be unstoppable with the battery case.
2: It's basically a nuclear power plant at that point. Would
0: you guys... It generates power for everything around it. Would you guys be interested in this, even though the new phones have better battery life?
1: No, with the better battery life, probably not. I mean, yeah, I I wanted to go until 2 a.m. with battery left in my phone... I probably don't need to go until six a.m., <laughs> so I don't think I will need the battery case for this. If the the, the battery life stuff is accurate, which I want to see, um, but if true, if you know, if the, the the comments from the reviews match up with my experience, I don't think I'll have to put it on this time. Well,
2: I've already done multiple travel
1: days with how the, was it
2: with the eleven Pro Max Pro Max? That was it, right? That was the agreed the- upon. Uh, audible way of saying it, and it worked. It was great. I had battery like for the majority of the time that I would need it. Right, like I was, it was perfectly fine. I mean, I would maybe want. I would. I. Was, I it, it couldn't last like the whole day, and then a transatlantic flight, and then all the way home again. Right, like I had to charge it a little bit, like in the middle. I could charge it on the plane. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, I mean, and honestly, I would always charge my phone in the battery case on the plane anyway too, so i I think that it might it might be enough. We'll see, but it has been so far I didn't have it it the battery didn't die is what I'm saying,
1: you know so I was happy with it very nice, okay well, then no case for me, I guess
0: we have a, a teaser for an upcoming episode uh Mike, you uh, are the the Apple TV expert,
2: yeah. I don't like oh, saying that it's an upcoming it. episode. He's wait, no, no, it. wait, wait. It's the next good?
0: episode. You will be reviewing tvOS 13.
2: Ooh, will I? yes. Yeah. Is it going to be out?
0: One when week. It it's out? out? It's out yesterday. tvOS TV 13 is out. I knew that. I knew that. So, it was a test. I'm oh, yeah, you, d-
1: you did? Mm-hmm.
0: So next Wednesday, we will have a multi-hour episode in which you break down tvOS 13. Can
1: you share the table of contents for the review, Mike?
2: Yeah, of course I can. So, like, you know, everyone's really excited about (laughs) about tvOS. Uh, So, you know, like, and we all know exactly where we want to go to get all of the information about tvOS if we ever uh, need it. Uh, Apple seems to not be very clear about where they put that on their own website, you know, in case you were the kind of person that needed a breakdown of all of the features Mm -hmm. of tvOS uh, at any particular moment. Um, But, you know, then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <really laughs> tv os uh you know it's it's gonna be it is really great as we all know uh apple arcade coming to tv os that's probably going to be something that i will talk about in my uh in my full review mm-hmm. aside from and then of course you've got the multiple profiles for people you know everyone's really excited about that uh-huh. um and that's all i'll talk about for now i suppose
1: did you get did you get uh custom 3d graphics done for the review yeah, mm.
2: but you'll just have to imagine. I'll describe them because it's an audio, right? So, like, I'll just right. describe the three D graphics. Okay, I actually okay. got four D graphics. Four uh, D. So I, nice. I got I did one more graphic than you. So sure, you know, you're sure. Gonna, I hope I really genuinely hope that you're going to do a better job of that next Sh- year. Oh, we'll I, can tr-
1: I can try. I, and I and I'm and I'm hearing that this review, this TVS review, will be released with binaural audio. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that is correct. Uh-huh. I, very nice. I actually wrote 275,000 words um, <laughs> just just because I could and then decided that I would trim it down for you guys.
1: Are they all the same word? <laughs> just as <laughs> TV over and over again. <laughs> TV,
2: TV, 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 TV. <laughs> 275,000 times.
1: <laughs> so. Okay. Well, I'm very excited to get this we movie all? to come
2: out. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah, it is the event of the year, after all. Yeah.
2: Can't wait so. to talk about the changes to metal. Right. <laughs> An Apple crypto Kit, which I know we've all been waiting <laughs> wait, for. Wait, what? <laughs> you know about that. Apple That's crypto not a kit? thing. That's yeah, not it a is. thing. It's it not... is the framework to perform cr- common cryptographic operations securely and <laughs> efficiently. just
1: reading things off the no, Apple I'm website. No, I'm not. Right? I
2: know it because I read about it. I wrote about it. In two hundred seventy-five thousand words. But this is what I'm talking about. You're not worthy of those words. So they're gone from the review now. (laughs) Wow.
1: Well, I'm I'm very excited for this. Uh, Thank you for putting in the work, Mike.
0: Anytime. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Pingdom, the company that makes website performance monitoring really easy. Everyone loves a fast website, and Pingdom is helping keep your favorite sites online. Just little web properties like Netflix, Amazon, Spotify, Twitter, Buzzfeed, Slack, Relay FM. These are just a few companies who trust Pingdom to take care of their website monitoring. Websites are complicated now, and you can monitor a bunch of different site transactions with Pingdom stuff like user registrations and logins, checkouts, and much more. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. All Pingdom needs is your URL and they take care of the rest. That's it. So go to pingdom.com slash relay FM right now for a 14 day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and Relay FM. It is a new year. The clock has been reset on Google, so we
2: will start mm-hmm. Tiny Topic Zero, which will be Tiny Topic Zero for the foreseeable future. Does Google Docs support the multi-window support on iPad OS? No.
1: Let me let me answer in Italian too. I think it's important. Okay. No. Like and
2: Stephen, can you answer in American? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than I expected it would be. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep checking in on that one. Buckle up everyone, it's gonna be a long fall. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> can, can, we do, can we do predictions? Yeah. For when no, it'll no, be out. I mean, we have so many.
2: <laughs> can we just put them in there?
1: Can we bet can we bet on it? Okay. Um so it's the end of September. I'm gonna say February. Okay. By the end of February, they will have support for multi window.
2: I'm going for end of March 2020.
0: That's six months. All right. I'm going to be ambitious and say the end of 2019. There
1: you go. Wow.
0: iOS 13 is out. And a big a big story last year with iOS 12 was its performance on older devices. Apple said that was an important thing to them. Uh, it, it seems, according to this article by Andrew Cunningham, that iOS 13 continues in that... Uh, in that work. So Arsenica Technica rounded up an iPhone 6s and an iPhone SE, which are effectively the same phone. I don't I don't know why they got compared side by side, but anyways, uh, looking at iOS 12.4.1 and the iOS 13.0 uh, GM. So uh, basically if you read this, look at the tables, iOS 13 is as fast, if not a little bit faster on this A9 processor than iOS 12. Uh, which is great. Apple should do a good job at supporting older products, and it seems like 13 uh, continues in that, and that that makes me happy for those customers who hold on their phones longer than we crazy people do. Hmm. Who knows? It's even possible that
2: it runs better than on the the 11 Pro because it's real wonky in a bunch of places. Still, if I told yeah. you about my favorite bug that is persisting in 13.1 what is it sometimes well i have a lot of problems where i pull down uh, on uh, to to get to the search field you know like to go to spotlight like and it just hangs sometimes no matter what i tap just the letter q gets entered into the search field the letter q the letter q yeah just so i tap anywhere on the screen when i when i'm in spotlight and it just puts a q into the search field
1: Hmm. I I'm never.
2: wondering if some of these problems are uh, third-party keyboard support because GBoard is like just it's uh, it's
0: bad. Yeah, it's
2: the, the support they they've done something, and the support for third-party keyboards has become worse.
0: Maybe you should restore
2: your phone. But you know what? Probably should.
0: Get it, get on that. There was the, a uh, there's yeah. actually an article yesterday on the Verge. I'll put this in the document. Uh, Apple basically warning people who use third-party keyboards that things... Uh, oh, really? Things are a little funny. I didn't see that. Yeah, so it, it's, really, it's really framed in the support article about... It's an advisory, which is very exciting, that third-party keyboard extensions in iOS can access or can have network access even if you haven't approved it. So, like for instance the text expander keyboard you have to go in and say allow full access
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it actually works and apparently that just can happen without the user setting that that option so that's a security issue in 13 but it seems like maybe uh just there's a lot of keyboard stuff going on like on the iPad the third party keyboards don't even load the right way like they sh- they show up super tall for me it's all very broken i've just given up on third party keyboards at this point i'm just I'm done it's just too messy and the Experiences to second rate for me. Anyways, let's talk about bilateral charging. So there was a, a rumor about the new iPhones that, like the Samsung phones, you could put wireless earbuds or maybe even another phone, and the phone would charge that second device via wireless charging. It didn't ship with the iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11, uh, but according to the iFixit article or the iFixit teardown, it looks like. There are there's some hardware, and the hardware is only in the 11 Pro. The regular 11 does not have this. There's a second cable and a board coming off the battery that they have speculated that could potentially be this bilateral charging. Uh, Federico, what do you think about this? Do you do you know anything about uh, bilateral charging? Is there something in iOS coming? You think?
1: No, I I, I don't. First of all, I don't know anything about this, but. Um... Looking at, you know, reading through the details of this uh, of this article, it doesn't feel like something that can be added via a software update. Uh, I may be wrong, but it feels like something that isn't finished uh, at, a, at a manufacturing level, like something that they left in there because they changed their minds uh, during the process. But again, I have no idea. It just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like something that would be odd to add via a software update. But then again, I'm not an engineer, so I may be wrong. It just feels unf- it just seems to me that it's not ready to ship it that it's a uh like physically unfinished, so um, you know software updates cannot fix that kind of uh stuff
2: mm-hmm. that's so. the case isn't that weird?
0: There's just like zombie hardware in your phone?
2: Our phones all have the ghost of bilateral charging
1: inside of them. Oh, you make it sound it's like super weird It sounds very weird uh, like when you put it like that. Yeah, it's very strange. Like you have a cable that it's in there, but it does nothing. Yeah, it's it's like a ghost town. It's very strange, but we may never know
2: what happened to that. We may never know. I had a big morning this morning, gentlemen. Oh no! I finally used the Galaxy Fold. Did you break it? Did not break <laughs> it. Was very careful with it. Did you uh, buy it? Okay. We'll get to that. So I went to to Samsung store uh here in london and they have demos that they're doing i put some some pictures on my instagram story i'll put that in the show notes they have uh the the galaxy fold is locked inside of this cylinder and you have to have somebody come and get it for you so they can go through everything with you Uh, and i very quickly kind of like established to the guy that like i knew what i needed to know Right? Like, and he was like, oh, okay, you, you clearly have done your research about this. I was like, yep, I know, I kind of know everything. So, to kind of stop him from doing the demo, I just wanted him to give it to me, mm-hmm. right? Which he did. He was like, here you go, then try it out.
1: And it's amazing. It's so janky, but it's so incredible. Can you define janky and incredible and, and where do you draw the line between them? Well, it's okay. So, like, the incredibleness is like the hardware
2: itself is. I find it very beautiful. And when you use it, it feels like the future, right? Like just little things, like you can use the little screen on the front and you open up the camera and then you open it and then the camera's open on the inside, right? Like it's just, it feels very futuristic in that way. And it's very different, right? Like it isn't like any other technology that I've seen before. It feels like something new. Um, And it's kind of cool that I can have multiple apps open. Do you know you can have 18 apps open? Like, on-screen open? 18?
1: 18. or Oh, oh God.
2: That's what the guy told me. You can have them all in these little windows. It would be an absolute disaster. But it has 12 gigabytes of RAM in it. So, you know, it can do it. Uh, The jankiness is in the software, right? Like, having the multiple apps open and trying to resize them, it works, but it's not maybe as intuitive as you would want it to be Um, it has six cameras on it which is always just a thing that's hilarious to me when there are six cameras Uh, when you're using it you don't see the crease you only see the crease when the screen is off or if you're kind of leaning it to the side right like if you're standing next to somebody and looking at the galaxy fold you see the crease but you don't see it when you're looking at it um, you know, the jankiness is in him saying, like, you got to be careful with the screen, like they tell you. you got to be careful with the screen because you could break it really easily. I'll actually put a link in the show notes to a YouTube video that Dieter Bone did, which is a walkthrough of all of the various warnings that are inside the packaging. There are lots of warnings in the packaging. Like, don't press it too hard with your fingernail because you may puncture the screen and break it. Like, it is so... It is this incredibly delicate piece of technology right like it is just very delicate but there's something that i can't i just i can't help how much i love it and i really love it and it it is available to buy here but is in higher demand than samsung can hold right now so this might sound crazy but i have given them all of the money and I'm now waiting for them to call me to tell me they have one for me.
1: So you paid for it in full? I paid for it in full, yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, that's a bold decision. Um,
2: well, I just figured, well, you know, they said can you, you can, can pay a rem- hundred or you can, can pay you, the full amount. And I was like, well, I'm going to get it, so I'll just pay for it. And now it's mine. And I've just got to wait until they call uh, me and tell me they have one.
1: Can you remind us and everybody else why you're doing this? I am fascinated by
2: this technology. I think that this form factor is the future of smartphones. I am convinced of it. There is a lot of work between now and that happening. But it feels like where everybody's moving, right? Like it feels like a place to move towards. And I want to understand what it means to use a device like this. I'm very excited about it. Okay, I, you know, the last six months of this show has featured almost weekly updates about my excitement of this device. I'm very excited about it, and and I know it's one of those things that every time I go somewhere, I go to a conference, people will say to me, "Did you bring the Galaxy Fold?" Because I know everyone wants to see it. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I get it. Yeah,
2: and so like I I'm taking this bullet for everybody, right? Like,
1: well, we didn't ask you to, but
2: yeah, well, <laughs> I, that's the service I provide. Sure. I'm I I can't explain it, but like it this excites me at quite a strong level from a technological standpoint. Like I think that this is a fascinating piece of hardware and I really want to spend some time understanding what it is to use something like this because it feels like something very different even though it's similar to many things we already own. But like what does it mean to have this device that you can Like, the guy who was talking to me, like, today, he kind of was like, oh, you know, the screen on the front is for triaging, basically. Like, imagine it like a smartwatch, and then the screen inside, that's the one that you're using to do anything of substance. And I was like, I get that. That makes sense. So, I don't know. I will report back when I actually do get it, and then it will be an even bigger review than my tvOS review, I'm sure.
1: Perfect. Um. Can you mention today any particular apps that you tested? Um, anything that stood out to you? In well, particular? it's just the
2: Samsung apps and Chrome. That was okay. kind of like, you know, it was like I played around with the camera app and the calendar app. Like it's pretty, I didn't bother downloading anything. I don't really think that that was something right. I was allowed to do. Sure. Um, but like I tried out a bunch of apps that are installed on the device and it's, you know, they were fine.
1: Okay. So do you do you know when it should become available for you to get soon? Soon, just soon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, probably um,
2: next week. They said it's probably next week. But okay.
1: we'll see. So big big week for you next week uh, between TVOS and Galaxy Fold.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Big week this week too. We're not done yet.
0: I want to complain about reminders. I was <laughs> 13 brought new reminders. Everyone was very excited about it because they did such a good job with notes a few years ago. So I have been running iOS 13 for a while. My wife was not. And we use reminders for a couple of shared lists. And so I held off on upgrading to the new reminders format until just a couple of weeks ago. I figured, hey, I can can access the old list on my iMac. That'll be fine. I just won't have them on my phone. My wife, we know we installed iOS 13 for her and then 13.1. And I figured I should reset up those shared lists, uh, and it—I did it today. Both phones running 13.1, and it was the most broken experience I think I've had in Apple software in years. Like no, I know sometimes we exaggerate on this show. I'm not exaggerating. It's really, really bad. I never ever exaggerate. No. No, never. it's no one ever exaggerates. <laughs> so I want to walk you through the steps that I, okay, that I went through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I had my iPhone 11 Pro, my wife's iPhone 8, both running 13.1. I made a new list called groceries, and you hit, you know, add a person, and it's supposed to come up with the the screen pops up and it says, "Do you want to share this link via iMessage or email or whatever?" It would just uh, spin for like. Minutes. Force quit the app, go back in the app. The screen is still there, spinning. So, restarted the phone and eventually could send a text message, an iMessage from my phone to my wife's phone saying, Hey, join this shared reminder list. Pick up her phone, tap the link in iMessage. It gives you some pop up of, Hey, this is going to be added to your reminders. And then I would hit OK or accept or whatever it says. And the list just wasn't in reminders her other lists were there but the shared list that i just accepted on her phone not there rebooted the phone not there i went into the icloud settings and toggled reminders off told the phone to delete the local reminders toggled it back on and then the app was just empty when i when i say empty i mean no list whatsoever just the empty ui rebooted her iphone 8 yet again and then uh, then it showed up. So I said, great. That was really weird to get accepted, but now we are sharing this list. So I, I said, I should test this. I added a test item on her phone, synced. Didn't show up on my phone. For minutes and minutes, this, this test item never showed up. Forced quit reminders on both phones, relaunched them. Shared lists are still there, but no shared items. Restarted my phone. Didn't fix it. Toggled iCloud off and then back on, or you know, the reminders in iCloud off then back on on my phone because it, it cleared whatever was going on on her phone. I figured maybe it'll clear whatever goes on on my phone. Now it's important to note, realize at this point that I have several non-shared reminders lists in reminders with items on them, and when I toggle iCloud back on, they are gone. The only thing that comes back and that is currently on my phone is the one shared list. Now. To Reminders credit, it does sync items between that list, but it blew away my others. They're just gone. They're not on iCloud. They're not on my other devices. The three or four lists I had just, just vanished when I turned iCloud off and then back onto my phone. I, at this point, like my trust in Reminders is completely broken. I had this vision of this fall, trying to move to it because I think it would meet my needs and it's all integrated and looks a lot better than Todoist. Like, I, I thought... This could be a thing that I do. But at this point, I'm nowhere close to wanting to try that. Because like I underst- I could maybe forgive that the sharing the list was like a little buggy and you know, I-, I got it working. But removing other lists from my devices, from my iCloud account against my knowledge or desire is completely unacceptable. It is so broken mm. and uh and that even doesn't get into like the UI problem. So like the new list and new group UI very often just closes as you're typing a list name or a group name. So you're typing like relay admin to make a new list and the keyboard and everything just goes away. And like the list doesn't exist. So you have to go back and add it again. Um, even upgrading from the old version of reminders to the new version, you open your phone and says there's an upgrade button and a popover comes up and says, hey, this is what this means. You're going to lose sharing of these things with the other devices. And you hit upgrade And it spins and goes away, but doesn't actually upgrade. And you have to do it. I think on my wife's phone, it took like five or six tries to finally get it to upgrade. And, you know, I I have no doubt people are working hard on Reminders and they've had a terrible summer, but someone above them should not have let this ship in its current state. I don't know if it's iCloud or the Reminders app. I think it's probably both considering the problems I've seen are both in the app and in the sharing and syncing side of things, but it's a dumpster fire. And it's not an app that I'm going to revisit anytime soon because of it. It's really bad. Really made me angry this morning.
1: This sounds horrible. Um, Mm -hmm. Wow. I also think that the personal reminders and shared reminders are like two separate sync systems in the Mm -hmm. app. So maybe if you want to check it out again sometime in the future, it may be worth seeing if it actually happens for non-shared lists as well. Um, Otherwise, speaking from personal experience, this is exactly... And I know that you're not supposed to do it. Uh, You shouldn't have to do this, what I'm about to say, but it is exactly the kind of problem that, you know, if you submit a radar, uh, Apple will have you install a login profile to gather data on whatever is going on. Uh, Because it's what I had to do, for example, for my... Remember my notes problems from July? Uh That's what I did. Notes and reminders. You can actually download these login profiles yourself. Um, There's a a developer page with links and instructions for all of them. And yeah, this is messed up. It's exactly the kind of uh, issue that should be looked in because it's... It is it sounds horrible.
0: And I would have done that this morning except neither of our phones are on the beta. She never was and I took mine off the beta yesterday when 13.1 came out. Like I'm on just the the standard release. So I guess I got to go find a feedback app somewhere and do that. But it is uh I mean I will go through that process because I know how it works, but like Twitter mentions even in the chat room now people are saying they're seeing the same thing. Like my bigger yeah. complaint is yes this new app is really really bad. But like, how did this get out the door? Like, I—I I mean, in a world where they're already delaying other features, this should have been delayed too. If it's really this bad for, uh, you know, more than just me, and it, it may just be like a weird thing in my iCloud account, even though I don't believe that based on feedback I've gotten today. But uh, it's it, it's pretty uh pretty sad.
2: Yeah. So is it? Do you think something got broken in the upgrading process? Is that what you think it is?
0: I don't know. I mean. I think that the app and iCloud don't talk well together because the sharing and syncing all goes through iCloud. Now that doesn't—I think like the new list, new group UI, like closing while I'm typing—that's just a bug. Like that's just a UI bug, and they can—they can fix yep. that. But there's something going on with where it interacts with iCloud that just seems pretty pretty busted. Oh boy,
2: Amazon's having an event right now, and I dem- I want to demand them to stop. Uh, they have released. <laughs> of a picture of a, a $199 Echo Studio, which is like a high-end speaker. It's an echo with a hole in it and I hate it. I hate <laughs> it.
1: Why? Is it because Just of the look hole? at
2: it. It makes me very look- okay. uncomfortable. Right, Why did they put a at- hole in it?
0: Mm. Do you see this image? Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's like you could slot a cookie into it. Oh, this makes me so uncomfortable. What is an Echo What is an Echo Studio? What does that even mean? It's a
2: high-end because they have a HD streaming service now, right?
0: Yeah, and it's
1: it this Dolby is a high-end
2: uh, product. This is probably their competitor for the HomePod. pod. Um, yeah. or Sonos stuff. I hate that it has a hole in it. It makes it, me feel. It looks unwell. like one of
1: those. It looks like one of those things you're supposed to slip your hand into and yes. have it, like, read your palm or something? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the
2: hole is, like, wide, like a big mouth right at the bottom.
0: I want to put big googly eyes on
2: it.
1: Yes, exactly. I was about to say somebody should Photoshop eyes on it. That would make me
2: feel more comfortable if there was a mount- were eyes. It's just the random hole on it. <laughs> There's other stuff. Like, this event is happening as we are recording, but they have released also an Echo Dot with a LED clock on it, which is genius.
1: That is nice. That is very nice.
2: They're doing other stuff too, but that's all I, that's all I have to report so far.
1: It feels like the all these Amazon events are becoming uh, like there's a, a an, an object that is also an echo. So like <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh.
2: <laughs> We can maybe check in back on this event towards the end and see what other <laughs> nonsense Amazon's decided to do. Like th- these events they always have good things and then they have just like the most random stuff.
1: I'm going to so. reveal to you the lineup for the Amazon uh, Echo line in 2020. There's a pen that is also an Echo. Uh, there's a, let me, let me think about it. There's a mouse pad. A plastic dinosaur. There's, there's a plastic <laughs> dinosaur that is also an Echo. There's a, there's a crib for babies that is also uh-huh. an Echo. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> there's a, shoes that are also uh, an Echo. Mm -hmm. So when you go running... I wonder
2: if any of those will actually be an echo by the end of this episode.
1: Uh, Honestly, the crib I could see happen, you know, to -hmm. put an echo around your newborn baby. Uh, That sounds like an Amazon idea. It sounds Amazon enough to be possible.
0: I have, uh, I'm saving an image right now. I put eyes on it. I'll put this in the chat room. And also chapter artwork. Let me tell you about our second sponsor. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends over at Smile. You can unlock your productivity with Text Expander. Make everything you write repetitively available everywhere you type, whether you're using text documents, spreadsheets, web forms, or basically anything else. You can keep your message consistent, accurate, and up to date by sharing snippets with your coworkers. We use this at, at work with Relay, and it's absolutely great to be able to have several people type things the same way text expander for teams is a great collaboration tool you can organize snippets for your support customer service or other departments we use it so we spell our sponsor names correctly and uh you give the teams the snippets that they that they need and it's all centrally managed really easy to do i've used text expander since the dawn of time i remember uh I mean, way back when I was doing like Apple support stuff, using Text Expander to make sure that my notes in the shop were all nice and tidy and everyone's followed the same template. And I've used it ever since. Uh, a computer without Text Expander is basically useless to me. Text Expander is available for Mac OS, Windows, iPhone, and iPad, as well as Chrome. And connected listeners get 20% off their first year. Just go to TextExpander.com slash podcast. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. If you've been meaning to try Text Expander, go do it now at TextExpander.com slash podcast. Our thanks to Text Expander from Smile for their support of this show and relay FM. Topic time? Time for a topic? Topic time. Mm-hmm. New iPhones. New phones time. They're pretty good. Better than last year. A lot better than a few years ago.
1: They're pretty nice.
0: Federica, what let's start with you. What mm. do you have new phones hanging hanging around?
1: Well there has been a development Mm-hmm. Um from last week I now have Mr I don't make purchases
2: anymore that's what we call you now w- Well I Mr I'm so chill I don't need to make purchases There has been
1: there ha- I, I I I try to be chill uh, it's very difficult these days Um there has been a development in that I now have two review units for an iPhone 11 and an iPhone 11 Pro Max mm-hmm. or Pro Max. Um, so I have an iPhone 11 in black and a Pro Max in gold, um, which looks very nice. Um, I am setting up the Pro Max right now. It's I think it's almost finished and the 11 is still in the box Um so I re- I I got the I got this yesterday. I didn't really have the time to play around with them much. Basically, all that I did it was um, take a single ultra white photo on the Pro Max, and that's all that I've done because I left iCloud Sync to pull back the you know the apps and games from the backup. Um, then yeah, so I I have a clear case for the Pro Max, no case for the for the eleven. And, um, so yeah, I basically used it for five minutes today and I plan to play around with it, with both of them actually tonight for several hours to set it up and take a bunch of night mode photos. So I have this idea for a story that I will not share publicly yet, um... It is. Don't worry. It is not something that will require me to write, uh, ten thousand words. Nine
2: million words. No,
1: no, no. <laughs> <And> no.
2: <laughs> Are you. Uh, I know how you do it. You just write constantly forever now about your like. You just always. Is that and okay?
1: That is no, no, no. It's n- not what I want to do. I have this idea that's kind of different from anything I've done before. That should be relatively easy for me, but requires time and you will see why um, actually I'm probably going to start on this idea later this week so um, I want to test both of them and I will compare to the 10s Max so that should be fun but yeah right now I cannot comment on the battery life for example or the display because I haven't watched the movie um, I just set it up today but, yeah, that, that, that was my development. I think Mike has actually used the phone more. Um, Stephen has one too. Right. So you got
2: an 11 and an 11 Pro Max. No 11 Pro.
1: No 11 Pro. Uh, only an 11 in black and the 11 Pro Max in gold. Did and you choose the colors? I did not choose the colors. Yeah, because I don't remember you saying you wanted gold. I did not choose the colors. Um so when the time is up um, to give this back, I think I'll probably go with the Pro Max. I think in Midnight Green, because I saw it in person and it got me.
2: <laughs> yes, they will do that to yeah.
1: you. So I think when when it's time to give this back and I will go in with my purchase and it'll be a Midnight Green. Because I uh, saw it during the demo yesterday, and it looked real pretty, actually, you know, depending on, on you know, the kind of light that hits the phone. Mm-hmm. It, it looks, and I was not expecting this. I thought it looked boring in all the photos that I had seen, but in person, it looks really nice. Yep.
2: I disliked it when I saw it. I was, you know, I was like, no, I, don't, I really don't like that. But I, Stephen surprised me with it during the podcast The phone because I was wearing a green jacket. Uh, And uh, now I love it, and it's one I'm going to keep.
1: This is this is my phone. So you have a midnight green Pro Max. Pro Max, yep. Okay. So how did it go during your travel time?
2: As I said earlier, battery life was perfectly fine, Um, and and, you know it it really did the job. This phone is all about the cameras, right? Like that's what it's about, Uh, and these cameras are amazing. And I'm having a ton of fun playing with them. Like when I say playing with them, like it's in a different way than I would usually take photos. I'm taking more photos. I'm taking photos in every single lens, right? So like if I take a picture, I'm taking it in all three of them and comparing it so I can kind of understand when should I be using the wide angle, like the ultra wide. Like I'm not 100% sure at what times I would use it. Uh, The night mode is bananas and i really want to do more with that but i've done some you know i've been taking some pictures like i put it on a tripod yesterday and just took a picture in my office with the lights off and just like a light in the hallway and i mean i shared the images of you guys i can't i actually can't share the images because of how good they are because you can read things which is bananas right so like these images the office is there is no light in it, right? Like I took I turned off night mode. What did you have a frustration with people sharing images? Don't show me pictures of a dark room with the 10 S. Just turn off night mode and show me it with the eleven compared to night mode on the eleven. You still, you still follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like every review is like here's what it looks like with a 10 S with no light and here's what it looks like with night mode on the eleven. It's like, no, show turn turn off night mode on the eleven and show me that. And then turn it on and let me see. But anyway, so like the difference, like you can barely see anything in the original shot. And then in the night mode shot, I put it on a tripod, left the night mode going for 30 seconds. It's like there's a light coming from the iPhone. And like you can read text on boxes that were otherwise unable to be seen in the other picture. I do not know how they are doing this. It is really very, very impressive. And I want to see if I can. I've been seeing people taking all these pictures outside where they like can see stars and stuff. Uh-huh. And I want to see if I can do that. Like I have, I have a tripod. Like I want to give that a go. So I'm really enjoying playing around with these. And also, you know, I, I since we had Tyler on this show, I have been taking photography more seriously in my life, and I really try and do something with it. And this phone has already produced. One of the f- my favorite pictures that I have ever taken, and I posted it to my Instagram, um, and it's a picture that I took of Adina when we were in the airport, and I put it in the show notes. It is the quality of this image; it's a portrait mode photo. It could trick you in thinking that it came from a real camera. Mm-hmm. Like it is a very good picture. It's took it on the Pro uh, in portrait mode and ended some editing in, in Visco, and. I conti- am I am very excited about the quality of these cameras. Um, so, yeah. That picture looks real good. It's nice, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, even Tyler approved it in the comments. Tyler says, Tyler
2: <laughs> says that, that that's the best comment I could have wished for. Like, uh-huh. I always want Tyler to comment on my Instagram photos and tell me that he thinks he, that he likes them. Uh, and he did this time. He <laughs> got
1: the approval of the Pro. <laughs>
2: yeah, and so I was pretty happy with that one. But yeah, these, the cameras on these phones, like... It, it, it's very exciting and it's a lot of fun to play with and I'm having a great time. And and again, I've said it in a bunch of places already about to say here, the upgrades to the selfie camera, I'm very pleased about that. It was needed and I'm happy to see a better quality there.
1: So I just wanted to to, to have a quick update before Stephen shares his thoughts on the phone that we now have an Echo that is also a power outlet and an Echo that is also an oven. <laughs>
2: Are you being serious? <laughs> I
1: am. I am one hundred percent serious. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, so you, you cannot continue. There's more coming out as we speak, and I will keep you updated. <laughs> 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 Reporting live from the
2: Verge, <laughs> from the Verge Live blog. Uh, I just loaded it and it says Amazon Sidewalk. I don't know what that meant, but I was like, wait, have they put Echo in the street now? But I don't think <laughs> that that's that means. That also a city.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You can now continue.
0: Yeah, I've, I went with the uh, the Space Gray 11 Pro, not the Max, uh, the smaller of the two, and uh, I've, been, I've been really happy with it. The ultra-wide camera is a, is a lot of fun, but like y'all, I've I've been really impressed with the the night mode shots. I shared with y'all. Uh, I'm not going to share it with the show notes, but I, I shared a, a, a picture with y'all last night. I took in my driveway, and there was one outside light on, but it was like daytime. I mean, it, really sharp, really nice. One thing I've noticed, and now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. it it's hard to to realize it's happening because it's bright. But if you turn the flashlight on, the On the pro, at least, because the glass is shiny, like there's light leakage around, like in the camera mesa. So it's like the flashlight is really bright. But then part of the camera mesa also lights up because, like, the light travels through the glass or across the surface of the glass.
2: Oh, yeah, I can see. (laughs) So I have the clear case on.
1: Also, I just looked at the the flashlight and I think I'm blind now. Yeah, it's on the front of the phone, too. What's going on? This is wild. I looked directly at the flashlight. Yeah, me too. And I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: with the clear case, I don't know if it's like because I haven't taken the case off, but it like illuminates everything. It illuminates all of yeah. the case. It's like a very, it's a lot going on now. Oh god! Yeah, my you eyes. can see
0: it if you cover the flashlight. There's like light coming around the edge of the camera. Sort of a strange effect, uh, but I, I like it. the The matte back is really nice, but it's even somehow more slippery than before. This phone yeah. is very, very slippery. There was a rumor I think today that. Uh, the 2020 iPhones will be designed with flat edges, and I look forward to that because it means you could hold on to them without them shooting out of your hand. But uh, all in all, I've, I've been I've been really happy with it, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. I've um, I've been basically just like heads down in the office, so I haven't got much time with it out in the world. But at least around the house, uh, big thumbs up. Yeah,
2: I was happy to travel with it immediately. You know, like I got a lot of usage out of it. Um,
0: oh yeah that's like the the stress test for a phone right it's days that you're flying or or, you know have a long car ride or something it's Mm -hmm. always when you you realize the flaws and things also
2: the screen uh in bright sunlight Hmm. is very
1: good i still gotta try that
2: yeah like it i noticed it almost immediately on a sunny day in chicago which is where I ended up being for a couple of days, and uh, it was very, it was very nice. Like I was like, oh, okay, this is different, right? So what they're saying about all the nits going up, right, when it's in direct sunlight, I, I can attest to that because it looks really good. So Federico, I'm, in- I'm intrigued to see what you think of that because you have more sunlight than I do.
1: Mm. And yeah, I should try that, especially when I'm at the dog park, which mm-hmm. is where it is, it's basically impossible to use a phone if it's sunny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I will try that. Okay.
2: Apple watches. Mhm. There are also new Apple watches in households.
1: Okay. So I should say I also got a review unit for that. Um, it's a Series Five, stainless steel, in gold, in gold color, um, forty-four millimeters cellular. I haven't set it up yet, so I don't know what it's like. I haven't even turned it on.
2: Were you going to get one? Remind me, were you going to get an Apple Watch anyway? Yeah,
1: I want to get the ceramic one. Right. We, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but the review unit is a stainless steel in gold. And okay. uh, shiny. It's, yeah, it, it's very, it's not as, it's not as tacky as I feared when I saw on the box gold. Um, because they don't tell you beforehand, like, and I didn't ask, uh, like, which color is it? So I uh, I looked on the box and I saw gold. And I was like, oh, this is going to look like, you know, I'm going to look like I'm a, you know, I'm, I have all this bling on my wrist. Uh, <laughs> but it's not, it's not too terrible, actually. It's it's very, and I think this has been going on for the, per, for the f- past couple of years, that it's sort of like bronze. It's not yellow gold. It's not. It's not terrible. It's actually quite nice. It's not rose gold, but it's it's a good type of gold. I like it's the gold stainless
2: steel. Uh, the gold aluminium is good too. I think yeah. the gold color on the watches is a very nice color. I think they did a yeah. good job with that.
1: It looks really nice, but the display is still off. Uh, all that I did today was unpair my two Apple watches from the iPhone. And um, I don't know what's going to happen to my cellular plan. Uh, on the main watch, I also oh,
2: I'm having a big thing
1: about that right oh now. N- oh no! So it's gonna happen to me as well for sure. I removed it from the from the watch from the Series Four watch that I had, just because I I figured that you know do, doing this kind of transition, it's probably best if it's not still associated with another watch. So I removed it from the other watch, but uh, I haven't set it up. I haven't set up the new one yet. So. I'll let you, I'll let you know how it goes I you know the 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 iPhone told me you're probably going to have to check with your carrier, so I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. I will have to call Vodafone and ask for some kind of fix.:
0: I bought my wife a series five. she was on the uh series three of the the little one so I, what was that 38 millimeter back in mm-hmm. the day and she's now up I guess to the 40. Uh, she likes the always on display, but she actually just last night complained about the battery life. Now she is a sleep tracker, so she sleeps with her watch on, and uh, so I recommended, well, you know, remember to put it in theater mode at night. A so you don't blind me in the middle of the night, but also so uh, uh, the screen stays off. But and poking around this, like there's this big fo- uh, thread on the MPU forums, and most people on Twitter are talking about how the Series Five battery life. Is just not what the series four was, and I figured from the series three to the five it would be an improvement or at least come out in the wash. But she does not seem to think so. So I don't know if it's the always on display or maybe Apple has some software things going on. Casey feel-
2: was he was coming from a series three, and I see on Twitter that he has been like also feeling like the battery life is well. He, isn't Casey what it was. also went from
0: the big watch to the little he one. Did. He so did. his is even even more complex. I've been wearing my series four and I feel like in WatchOS from uh, watch five to six. I don't think I've really noticed any major battery life. So I'm a little pr- worried that this isn't as good as we were used to on the four. Apple says it should be 18 hours, which is what they said before. But I think everyone knows you could push it further than that on the previous model. So I don't know. Is this something to keep an eye on? Uh, and I'm curious, uh, if, as Federico, as you wear this, if you'll uh, check in with us once you have a handle on this, mm-hmm. if it's an issue. Yeah. Um I did not buy a watch, except like I've got the Series 4. I don't wear my Apple Watch every day. I, I didn't feel like I could justify, especially after I saw the titanium, which is really the one that I want. I, I used to wear a stainless steel Apple Watch. My Series 4 is aluminum. The titanium is right in the middle looks and weight-wise between the stainless and the aluminum. Like, I absolutely loved it when i picked it up in the store but uh it's a lot of money for something i don't wear every day and now it slipped to the end of november for delivery it's actually the furthest delivery the the stainless steel is not that far out the aluminum is stainless steel. actually i could walk into my store today and get get it but the titanium is like nowhere to be found until the end of november which is a ways away so that's probably good for me because that's the one i would want and now i have time to like cool my jets about it but uh so, no, no series five here and, and not one in the foreseeable future.
1: There's something we should talk about here that I'm I looking at. I feel like at. we
0: should just move on.
1: To N- the, no, we shouldn't. Oh, wait, shouldn't is, move it, on. is Amazon doing something again? Uh, yes, I can confirm to you that um, there is now, hold on, hold on, because I saw the photo. Um, there is now an Echo. There is also a dog color. Um, <laughs> it, it is. Okay. It is called. There's uh, the Amazon Fetch, which is a really good name. I
2: don't know if I, I've been also following along. I don't know if that's an echo. I think oh, it's, it's an Amazon an product. Okay. It's something to do with the sidewalk.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's not, a, it's still an Amazon product. So it's still a bunch of, oh, also very good dog in the photo. Uh, so yeah. it's still a bunch of things going on today. But maybe this is, it's got a blue light though. So the blue light is typical of the echo light.
2: Probably means it's got something. Yeah.
1: It's got something. Uh, probably not, you know. I, I guess, you know, dogs wouldn't understand. I guess understand whatever you do, don't assistant. call
2: your dog Alexa.
1: Well, you just said it. I was trying to avoid the word. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on. Mark Gurman on Twitter. Amazon just announced Echo Frames. Glasses with bolt in Alexa. They are unstoppable. They will not stop, will they? And to- they just put it in everything. There is now Echo Echo Buds earbuds with uh, Alexa built-in $130 and um, Mark Gurman is saying Echo frames, glasses with built-in Alexa been in the labs for years, never wanted to launch to consumers, but finally decided to yeah they're putting it (laughs) everywhere (laughs) oh well
2: Wait, what is that kind of statement? This appears to be something they've had in their labs for years, never wanted to launch to consumers, but they were just like, eh, whatever. We'll do it. Yeah, you know what? We've got a space in the <laughs> keynote.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Get the thing wow. from the labs and let's do it. Um Mike, before we move on to the next topic, some uh, No, let's take a break. How about that? Okay. Let's just take a break right now.
0: What okay. do you think? Do you want to talk about fresh books, Stephen? Let's just take a break. I feel like we should talk about your situation. You all the, right? Fine. Let's, then we're we'll going to be six hours. Six hours on this episode.
2: Let's not take a break now. Oh my god! I bought an Apple Watch. You happy? Oh, <laughs> boy. Why? Come oh, on!
1: Let, just let me, let me, let me, let me feel the the taste of this statement. You bought an yeah. Apple Watch. I buy watches. That feels good. No, no. You, you used to buy Apple watches. Now you buy physical. Set up my watches. This is a physical
2: watch too. It's not. It's not digital. It's like it exists. It's on my wrist. <laughs> I can touch it.
1: Yeah, uh, you're you're trying to to work around the English language to your advantage. Uh, you stopped buying smart
2: watches. I did stop buying smart watches. That's correct. But mm-hmm. we spoke about my decision to stop buying smartwatches a few weeks ago. And one of the main reasons that I said I wasn't interested in wearing an Apple Watch was that I did not have an always-on display.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And what did they do to the Series 5?
1: They added the always-on display?
2: They added an always-on display. Okay. Um, my For all the people that are jubilating, including Federico, don't get your hopes up yet, because I'm not decided that I want to keep this. And, I, and maybe I should... I have I have five points that I would like to get to today. Will you allow me to do that?
0: Sure. Yes. So All the first them.
2: thing I want to do is talk about the hardware because I bought the ceramic watch because I saw it and I fell in love with it. I love it. Um, it is... I think... And I've always thought it's the most beautiful Apple Watch. I, the original time that they did the white ceramic, I loved it then. And I love it now. Um, I... I just think it looks very cool. It is not a look that everybody will want in their lives. It is a very bold statement, but I really love it. Uh, I'm wearing it with a white sport band. Now, I owned a white sport band. Uh, I got it with one of the sport loops because that was just what they had available in the store. Because even though you can do this like mix and match or whatever you want, that doesn't... Like, they won't let you buy them like that sometimes. Like, it would only let me buy it with, like, to to reserve it in certain configurations still. It was very confusing. Like, I couldn't say, give me a black sport band with the ceramic watch and I'll pick it up in an hour. It's like, no, you can only pick up these specific configurations, which doesn't make sense to me. But that's that's what that was all about. Um, But what I didn't know, I hadn't seen this reported anywhere. I may have just missed it you get with the ceramic watch a white sport band that has the white ceramic pin instead of the aluminium pin. You get that in the box. It comes with it. And and I've also heard that apparently the um, uh, titanium has a sport band of a titanium pin on it as well. They come in the box. You get a bigger box, long big box, thick box. You get the band that you ordered. So I got a sport loop, and inside the box is a sport band which has the white ceramic pin, which I was very happy about because it matches. Um, this is the first time I've owned a 44, and the watch face feels big uh, uh, because of it's 44 millimeters, but it's big because I went from the Series 3, right? So, I mean, even though the size is similar, now the watch face itself is the full width. Uh, but I think it looks really cool. Um, I have currently basically set all of my watch faces that i'm trying out into monochrome because all white and black baby that's what i'm going for i think that's the look for me Mm. but on the watch faces this is point two i still feel like i cannot get what i want like i find apple watch apple's watch faces they frustrate me in many ways so i really like the look of the california face right but it has one complication If I want to use corner complications, you can take it from full screen into a circle, like a small circle in the middle is where it will push all of the numbers and indices. Mm -hmm. But that looks really ugly in the California face. Like squished in, it looks too busy and I don't like it. I feel like they could have done something to make this a little bit more elegant, um, but they didn't. Uh, I feel like a lot of the Apple watch faces still feel a little bit like my first watch face, you know, like... Like they're like childish versions of watch faces. They're like really big and chunky. I just feel like they, they, they just haven't hit it in with what I'm looking for. Mm. They're they're either it's too it's either too much information or not enough information and nowhere in between. That's kind of how I feel with them. Or like they're like, oh, we've made this really beautiful face, but then we put these super weird aggressive indices the whole way around, and you can't remove them.
1: Oh what? The in indices? What are the indices? Uh, the
2: little lines that count okay. for seconds, yep. right? Yep. That go all the way around. So like the Meridian watch face, right? It's like, okay, this is it's a pretty nice hands. I like the little lines and I can have four complications. But then it has all of the seconds the whole way around. It's like, oh, but now it's too many. You've, you've done too many now. It's too aggressive for me. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like they, they get it close with a bunch of them, but none of them are spot on. And I feel like this problem could be solved with, spoiler alert,
1: third-party watch faces. I was about to ask you about that. So you think it's, as a watch person, you think Apple should open it up to third-party
2: developers? 100% I do, yes. Because Mm -hmm. as much as I would love to see then, like, the Omega watch face, that's not going to happen. But people could just design their own ones, right? Like, someone could make something that's a California face, which has more support for complications on it than the one complication like they they could have just put some of the corner complications around and got rid of some of these seconds indices like it's 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 close but i feel like that they are apple are trying too hard and not hard enough at the same time right they're mm. trying too hard in wanting to be the only people that are al- that are available like that are allowed to make watch faces but then they're not doing enough with what they have I, I, it's just frustrating to me because it's like I have this computer thing on my wrist. But to let it be a computer, I have to make it ugly. Right? Like the infograph faces, You, can, I mean, you can do stuff with them, but they're like... It It makes me look too much like a scientist, right? Well, i got my little <laughs> science readouts on my wrist, right? Like... Look at me, everyone, and here's my computer like it's too much and and I feel like that they they have watch faces that look nice, but they're not customizable enough, or they have computer ones that are just like pfft. it's just like I'm ready for this thing to start spitting out a roll of tape right for all to get my readouts like it's It's too much, so that's how I feel about watch faces uh and I have way stronger opinions on this now because analog watches that's what they are right yeah. you are buying the watch face and so now i have refined my own personal taste a little bit more which i feel like i can't explain but i know when i see it right like i see a watch now and i'm like i can tell you what i like and don't like about that and and i've i pay way more attention to it like my instagram is just full of watches all the time right so I feel like I've gotten much more, I've gotten way more opinionated about this stuff because I pay more attention to it than I used to before, where it was like, oh, that looks nice. But now it's like, well, I like this and I don't like this about it. And I like this and I don't like this about it. Anyway, but then it all gets turned up on its head because of the always on display, anyway, right? Because now you might want to pick a watch face depending on how they transition. So I liked the california face which is the new one right i have it mixed with the roman and arabic numerals because i think that looks pretty nice and i originally had it on the uh there's like a there's a color called addition which is like an off-white but mm-hmm. in the always on so when the the how do you describe it how do you describe the on and always you know what i'm talking about like what do you call them one is like when it's In use, and then one is when it's not dimmed. There we go. The dimmed version is like, it's black background, white numbers. But then Mm. when I look at it, it's that inverts. So now I have a white face and gray numbers. So it's like, well, now I don't want to use that because the transition's too harsh, right? Like, that's, that's too much. So now I've been using the California face with a black background, like, so it's dark background, and white numbers. So then the transition it just looks like it illuminates a little bit rather than like blowing your eyes out. Right. With, because that's a big thing now, I think where you are looking at it before you've raised it. And then when you raise it, you don't want it to change dramatically because that feels quite distracting. Mm -hmm. So the transition is quite important. Um, so now, the, the, what I've got right now works really well for me because basically it just illuminates a little bit. Like, it just goes from dim to a little bit brighter. Um, it's funny because in a few instances, I've caught the minutes hand moving. So, like, I don't know how often it's updating, right? But, like, I've brought the watch up to my face, and as, as it's illuminated, the minute hand has also moved a little bit. And that's the watch catching up. So, like, the time isn't completely accurate anymore because it's not updating as frequently as when you're looking at it. So sometimes you might be looking at it and it might be a minute behind, hmm. right? So like, there's something
1: interesting about that. Shouldn't it's, it be one time per second? Like one hertz means one refresh per it's second. It's not
2: updating every second. So like, so I've I've have it on the California face and I've watched it and you, every now and then, you can see the minute hand take a big sweep, right? It's not moving constantly as it was before so with the when you have the screen on the minute hand is moving in minute proportions right i just watched it do it and it just what jumped an entire minute in one go so i think when i think it's actually updating every minute so i don't know Hmm. but it's just like a different thing this is not important by any stretch of the imagination but it's just a different thing. But you know, I I think the only way they could do this is to update it every minute because otherwise the battery life is going to be absolutely obliterated if they're updating it every second. So I think they're updating the I assume probably about every minute. Um, there's another thing that's interesting. So about the always on faces. So when you get a notification on the Apple Watch, and you look down at your watch, you typically see the notification, right? because you're looking at the watch now. But that isn't the case, because the notifications don't light up initially. You have to interact with the watch to get the light up now, right? So there's like a a weird disconnect for me there. But like, I'm used to like, oh, okay, I'll look at my watch. But now looking at my watch can mean just moving it a little bit and I can see the watch face, but I haven't taken it out of the dimmed mode. But I don't know that I haven't done that because I didn't know that my movement wasn't enough. And now I don't see the notification. Are you following what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, the movement of your arm isn't necessarily enough anymore. You have to still move it to the level at which you will, like, brighten the screen. But you don't know you've done that until you've done it. Hmm. So there's, like, a weird break in my mind there. And also, same thing. You have to tap the crown twice to get it to go to the home if you've not kind of taken it out of the dimmed mode. Because the first tap illuminates the face. Second tap of the crown takes you home. So it kind of, the always on screen adds a lot of functionality, but I think it's going to be difficult for, especially for longtime Apple Watch owners to get used to. Because it's, it's changing a lot of the way that you're typically used to dealing with the Apple Watch. My fourth point is returning to the Apple Watch as a thing in my life. It was incredibly distracting and is incredibly distracting for me to have something illuminated on my wrist now, right? So like if I'm not using a dim face, like I was using the one that had the white background before, like just like reaching out and grabbing something and my wrist is, is lit up was a strange thing for me now because I've not been used to that. Um, within one hour of wearing it, I'd already put the, the watch on Do Not Disturb because our group thread was popping off and I was doing something and it was really annoying me.
0: Yeah, I saw this. All group threads should be and do not disturb all the time.
2: No, but I don't want that on my iPhone. I just I... like, I want text messages on my iPhone to be coming through because I can just, I just, my iPhone's just not with me if I don't want it with me, right? Like, it's just down. It's not on me. It's not getting all up in my business, right? Like, I can leave the room, mm-hmm. but now I can't get away from it because why can't I set independent do not disturb stuff on my on my devices so like why can't i say put this thread in messages and do not disturb on my watch but not on my phone why do they mirror even if i turn off do not disturb mirroring what is going on like like and also why if i turn off do not disturb mirroring on my watch can i not then set do not disturb on a time basis on the watch it's either on or off I can set up a time basis Do Not Disturb on my phone. And if I have the mirror, then my watch will go and Do Not Disturb on the times that I set. But if I turn mm-hmm. off mirroring, there's no option to turn on Do Not Disturb on a schedule on the watch. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't understand why these I can't do these things. Like I want better control of Do Not Disturb because that's important to me. And I don't know why these devices are either completely linked Or they're not linked and then you lose the features. Like, I don't get it. So I would love to. There should be more there. Uh, I noticed that. uh, So this, this is when I say, I'm not sure about this. I was out today. I was meeting with some friends and stuff. And my watch was tapping on me. And I really did. I didn't like it. Because I felt like I was being distracted. And in a way that my phone does not distract me. It's like my phone buzzing does not cause me the same kind of feeling as my watch tapping me. I don't know why. But it hmm. anxiety is too strong a word, but it was something akin to that, right? Where it was just like I know that things are happening and I don't know what they are. And I and, and that was a much stronger feeling to me than it is with the phone. Um I find the watch more distracting. And that is a, a thing. Even with... I have like pared down notification management. It's so like point 0.5 that I have is not, notification management still sucks. I have to go in and disable every single app. Yeah. I have, all of them are on. And I have to go in and uncheck every box to turn them all off. And I have like three apps that bug me. But one of them is messages, which is where I get most of my notifications. So I don't know what to do about that. So like I'm not sure that I, I just don't know if this is the a product for me like i i'm, I'm going to wear it for a couple of weeks and then make my decision but i'm i, I don't know if the apple watch has a consistent place in my life I, I
1: i'm not sure about it so
2: that is my 24 hour review of the
1: apple watch i don't know if you're like listening to your problems with it i'm not sure you're going to keep this watch it really does f- Feel like... I don't know if
2: I th- I think I think I've moved on from what it does for yeah. most people,
1: yeah. But
2: I love the way it looks. I think it's beautiful. Uh, but I don't know if that's enough. Like there are definitely things that I love about it, right? Like the ease of Apple Pay using the Apple Watch is so much better than the iPhone with Face ID. Like and and you know I'm the activity stuff. It's nice to actually have that activity stuff back in my life again. um I love all that sort of stuff and like as soon as my broken back heals, the gym is the thing that I want to get into in a more serious way. So I want to be able to track that, and an Apple Watch is perfect for that. But like, I know this is never going to be a daily thing for me anymore. Like, I know that now. Because I love my Apple Watches way more than I love this one. Um, But like, there's still a lot of stuff that just doesn't work for me. And and I think that the way that notifications are handled on the Apple Watch has not gotten significantly better in a way that it should have. And that is a cause for concern for me because we're up to watchOS 6 and I I just don't think they're putting enough attention into the way that notifications are handled because I feel like there needs to be way more controls about... what, And I feel like I have been saying this since watchOS 1... That there needs to be better controls for when an app can bother you and when it can't. And if you can send specific types of notifications to different devices, right? Like, I've used this Twitter example for years. Just send DMs to the watch, send mentions to whatever else I want it sent to, right? Like, And I feel like that they've not done any of this. And that is just a very confusing hmm. thing to me. But I love the ceramic, though. <laughs>
1: You should just keep the ceramic for the occasional workout. That's it. So when you do, you when you work out, you work out in style. It's a
2: fancy workout.
1: The, the my curly routine. Workout with a ceramic watch.
0: <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. I'll tell you about our sponsor, FreshBooks. If you're a freelancer, and I told you you could save 192 hours, you would probably give me a hug, which would make me uncomfortable. But maybe in the moment, it would work our friends at FreshBooks can help us do that with their super simple cloud accounting software. FreshBooks simplifies tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses and getting paid online. And FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time. It takes for over 10 million people, including me to deal with their paperwork. FreshBooks helps you with all those awkward invoice client discussions. It will lets you know whether or not a client has seen an invoice after you email that to them. So you don't have to have some sort of guessing game. And if someone is late to a payment, FreshBooks can automate late payment email reminders so you can spend less time chasing payments and more time working your magic. If you're listening to this and you're not using FreshBooks yet, now is the time to try it. They are offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for listeners of this show with no credit card required. All you have to do is go to FreshBooks.com slash connected and enter the code connected in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Our thanks to FreshBooks for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, let's talk about iOS thirteen and iOS thirteen point one. Federica, your review went up last week. It is uh, it's incredible. I'm curious how the reception has been
1: thank you uh it, it's been it's been really good uh it's the best performing review to date hey, by f- that's by far good news. that's it's very very good news um i was sort of a uh, I was concerned that maybe I peaked last year in terms of like how many just how many people are gonna read these reviews, but nope, uh, still still haven't found my peak apparently, and uh, that is very good news. And uh, the traffic is still going strongly, especially since The Verge linked it yesterday. Um, oh, nice! Wow, that, that, that was very nice. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm publishing these reviews. In an increasingly um, sparse landscape, in the context of very few people are doing these reviews anymore. Um, well,
2: it's because you're. I mean,
1: well, I think you're, it's you're a <laughs> it's it's a combination of things. Um, I think a lot of people have moved to video, and it makes more sense to to cover a new version of iOS in video. And I think a lot of people also, it makes sense to combine iOS 13 with the videos for new hardware. So you would would find a coverage of a new version of iOS for iPhone or iPad reviews, for example. And I don't know, I guess other bigger websites maybe think that, you know, nobody's reading long form content anymore. So, uh, you know, every year I'm thankful that My stories readers have become accustomed to this tradition which is now officially i mean at this point is very much a tradition there's people waiting for this review um and i feel obviously i feel uh, it feels kind of insane and i'm super grateful i mean the fact that there's i have gotten messages and, and emails from people asking me like when is the review gonna come out because i need to take a day off at work to make sure that i can enjoy the publishing day like i think that's insane um it's but it's also kind of awesome <laughs> I, mean, I think it's incredible and um i mean the you know the review has uh, you know you can read it on the website but the, the the reason why it's worth it for me financially speaking is the integration with club max stories and i think it's this year we've we've put together a collection of extras that I think it's my favorite so far, like we added wallpapers for example um, and uh, advanced shortcuts and the making of, it's a whole package of like, it's not just the behind the scenes, it's not just the making of, it's a whole collection of things and so I think it's very I think it's awesome that as a you know, we're not the verge, we're not not that crunch but we you know, we can get by and not just that, we can actually do pretty great and It's not getting m- by. It's not getting by. It's 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 going really well. Yes. And the idea of you know, there's folks saying, oh look at this guy, he works at maniacally three months on this thing and it, is it even worth it? And yes, otherwise I wouldn't do it because there's only so much I would do out of personal passion. So I'm not I'm not that stupid, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a question, of course, uh, like, is this year the, the year that you've picked and probably in terms of in terms of like just how much work can I put into it, then, yes, I don't think I would be physically capable of do more. This year has been really taxing for me in all kinds of different ways uh, in terms of my personal life and my personal schedule, and you know, relationships with people, um, I don't think there's. I, I can. This is the the most I can do as a single person, and you know, the, it's also the fact that I'm that I'm getting older, and it's undeniable that I don't have the I don't have the the strength that I had when I was nineteen, uh, and, and so working on a seventy five thousand word story, it's not easy physically speaking. So these year, like. I don't think I will ever ever again be able to do something of this scope and length. So next year I'm I'm still going to do a review. I'm probably I'm going to do reviews for the, for the foreseeable future. I'm not going to stop. I'm not stopping. I'm continuing, but I'm not doing more in the context of it's going to be even longer. Uh, in fact, I want it to be shorter, and I, I and, and there's a there's a discussion to be had about what is the content that you're gonna cover in in your review, and what is all the rest that can be covered just as well, if not better, by the MacStories team during the summer. So what we did this year with the iOS 13 coverage on MacStories, we're gonna continue, probably gonna double that next year. Um, otherwise, I'm super happy. Uh, by just how it went and the uh, it's really heartwarming you know twitter can be a pretty terrible place these days and the internet can be a pretty terrible place but the just the the love and affection that this single story can gather on an annual basis i think it's pretty awesome
2: yeah i can imagine like these types of things are just they're very heartwarming events right like when people are so kind about the work that you've done you know Well, I know that actually because I've, you know, I've done things like this myself too right like it's it's a great feeling when you've been working hard on something and you share it with the world and the, the feedback is positive but I am about a third of the way through the review um, and I've been enjoying it very much so far uh, which is about as long as it probably would have taken me to read the previous year's review or something uh, I couldn't do your audio book this year because of travel that I was doing and uh, I'm so happy that that was something that I couldn't do this year because I may have died trying to. <laughs> oh no, it would have been impossible. Yes, it would have been impossible. Like the, yeah, the and schedule, lucky that we couldn't do it because ne- neither you wouldn't have been able to finish in time, and I wouldn't have been able to finish in time, and it would have been a nightmare. Yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, unfortunately, you know, people have been asking about that. Like, where's the audiobook? Mm. And it just the the fact that I that I. It really came down to the wire almost like we 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 finished the final editing two days before, and so yeah I, even if Mike wanted to and and was available to because he wasn't traveling, he would have still needed to 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 read and unfinished version of the review and obviously nobody wants that so it's a it
2: probably would have had to have been light is is realistically what would have happened but that wouldn't have been good for anybody right
1: Right, yeah and this is an uh, you know it's such an unrealistic scenario of I wrote something that is book length but within the constraints of a couple of months nobody that writes something that is 75,000 words long and has an audiobook version of it works on it for just two months or two months and a half. Right. They probably the work weeks. on it. They work on it for a year or two years, you know. And so, but this is the the unique situation of these reviews. Uh, but you know, there's a whole discussion, and we'll talk about it next year and beyond. Like, do I want to continue doing iOS and iPadOS together? Will I have to? Does it mean that you know, will iPadOS get annual updates? Yeah. Um, Like That is all up in the air right now. I just know what needed to be done this year because I couldn't plan in advance. I was surprised just like everybody else at WWDC to see iOS and iPadOS split in two. Next year, um, you know, we'll see how it goes, Uh, but it's not going to be... It's still going to be special. I'm still going to, you know, I have some ideas for the web layout and the animations, which, you know, I think it's time to try something else entirely on that front. But in terms of like my content, like the time that I spend writing and editing, it has to go down. It has to be shorter. I don't, I need to take better care of myself when I work on these stories. So I've done it this year, but never again with, you know, 250 hours of work. I don't want to do that again.
0: Yeah, it's just too much. Uh,
1: I love I loved working on it and I of and I loved Good. the way that it came out. But it was a, a little too much for me personally.
0: Have you uh, I know you're a writer first, but you you said something that caught my attention that you feel like a lot of these things have moved to video. Do you think that's a component you may experiment with in the future?
1: Yeah, yeah. I it's one of the things that, you know, I keep talking about with Sylvia, like we we need to try something with video, and it feels like 2020 would be the uh, would be a good year for that. Just because I find myself writing writing certain sections that really would be shorter and much better explained as a video. So I don't I don't see myself going all in, you know pivoting to video. I don't see myself doing that. <laughs> um, but I can see how video m- more videos throughout the review, and. Uh, you know, maybe even something before the, before the review comes out as a video could be, could be a pretty great integration just to diversify and have, and have, you know, some actual properly done videos that are not just screencasts or something captured with my iPhone. Um, but also it could be something to make the review shorter, like the actual text, to have less text, and for, especially for features that make m- so much more sense as uh, explained visually so you can see the interactions, you can see what are you doing, and I don't have to find myself describing, tap this button, and, you know, Mm. scroll this menu, you know, that stuff is better shown on video. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I know that just in my dabbling with it, the production time goes way up, but I think the potential upside for what you want to do could could be really interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and something that I plan on, you know, because you mentioned that production time, I plan on you know, continuing to hire people to assist me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I had a you know web developer and there's Sylvia giving me a hand with design stuff, and there's uh, of course Brian King with the with the videos and the 3D assets and the animations. So to have this collection of to have this collection of. D- you know different features and, and different aspects of the review taken care of by uh, by different people I think that is something that I that I should continue doing
0: yeah uh, like, like like we said a couple weeks ago I'm proud that you are delegating some of this because it <laughs> not only does it take weight off you it makes the work better when you have more voices in the mix and I, mean, I think the guys did such a great job at those CarPlay stores and the other things that got broken out I think that you're on the right track <laughs> with that
1: mm-hmm. thank you okay It's good to hear.
2: Update: Amazon have put Echo in a
0: ring that that you wear. That you wear. What is happening over there? (laughs) They're busy today. Did you
1: say in a ring?
0: In a ring, yeah,
2: like like jewelry ring.
1: Oh my god, really? That you put on your finger, and then you
2: Echo Loop. Oh my god, Echo Loop. Yeah.
1: Does it? Does it talk?
2: I don't know. (laughs) how can anybody know anymore it's impossible to know
1: (laughs) what is happening oh my god okay well sure there's there's that
0: the review is not the only thing you've released though is it Uh, you're just you're releasing stuff all over the place
1: and i promise i'm done with with this last surprise today uh yeah so we we launched uh, an entirely new project uh, and an entirely new sort of design brand for Mac Stories. So the project is, the product is Mac Stories Shortcuts Icons. Um, the idea is these are 300 icons for custom icons for shortcuts on the home screen. So, you know, you can add shortcuts to the home screen uh, for quick activation, Um but by default, you can only choose from the built-in glyphs uh, that are made by Apple and built into the Shortcuts app. A few months ago, I had this idea of, so people come to MacStories and they read about shortcuts and they sign up for the club to get more and more advanced shortcuts. And we have the MacStories Shortcuts Archive. What is something else that we could do to sort of you know, promote Mac Stories as a single sort of a one-stop destination for everything related to shortcuts. And I was at WWDC and I saw the new feature to load a custom icon, a custom image for adding a shortcut to the home screen with the files picker. And at that point, something clicked in my brain. I was like, I want to make a custom icon set for shortcuts on the home screen. And I anyway, knew exactly what I wa- what I was going to do. I wanted to design a set. Well, not me personally, but to ask Sylvia to design a set <laughs> that would basically complement the default options in the shortcuts app. So to have icons, some some very specific, others more mainstream, if you will, designed. So, uh, uh, designed by shortcuts users for shortcuts users is the way that I've been referring to this. Um, so, the idea of I've been going through all the shortcuts that I ever created and that I published in the Mac in the MacStories shortcuts archive. I've been going through popular shortcuts on Reddit, on the websites of David Sparks and Matthew Casinelli and Rosemary Orchard. Uh, I've been taking a look at the shortcuts in the Apple Gallery, and I've made an, like notes for myself of. This shortcut, when you add it to the home screen, is there a good glyph that represents it? And if not, I would take a note. And so we came up with these uh, 300 glyphs. They're called the Mac Stories Shortcuts Icons. You can buy them today. They are discounted if you are a Club max Stories member. They're over 30% off if you already pay for Club Mac Stories. So that's the, the nice perk uh, for you. And um, you, all you need to do is so you basically download a zip file. It contains these uh, 300 icons. And the very nice thing about it is that we designed it with iOS 13.1 and iPadOS 13.1 in mind because yesterday's update added one specific feature that makes our shortcuts icons really special. And that is they will keep the original color of your shortcut when you add it to the home screen. So before, it used to be that any image that you picked from files to use as a custom home screen icon, it would override the original color of your shortcut, either uh, with a black background color that looked horrible, or with any other background color if you provided a a JPEG image. But with our icons, if you're using uh, 13.1, they will look just like the Apple-made uh, home screen icons, so you will have your default color of the shortcut that you assigned in the shortcuts app, but you will have a custom glyph on top of it, and I should also note that there are no crazy hacks or workarounds involved I know that in the past I shared my own like I reverse engineered, for example the way that Apple used to generate these icons, and um, But in iOS 13, the way that you add home screen shortcuts is all new. It's all native. And our icons are native as well. So you can pick them directly inside the shortcuts app from files. There's no crazy hack or workaround involved. It's all natively supported. And uh, because of 13.1, it looks great in terms of it keeps your original shortcuts color. Um, So I rethought my entire home screen setup because this is a product that I use myself. And um, so now on my iPad Pro and on my iPhone, I've basically rethought my home screens around these icons that finally give, give me options for like my clipboard shortcuts or my my timers for toggle, for time tracking. So all of that. And uh, we launched them today and they're part of the new Mac Stories Pixel design brand. Um uh, that is run by Sylvia and me. Uh we're gonna we're gonna do more design stuff in the future. Mm. We have some ideas. Uh not not physical products. I'm not I'm not crazy like Mike. I'm not gonna I'm not not gonna get into that. I'm I'm not I'm not like you Mike. Uh that that space is all yours. Um but more design stuff we have some ideas. And that is the second big thing that I've been working on since July. So we launched it today and uh, you can go to maxstoriesnet slash pixel and you will find the links to the icons
0: they look really awesome it, yeah it's, they're really good it, it is if I didn't if I just saw a screenshot and I didn't know this was third party like it looks like something Apple would do I mean that in the in the highest possible praise it, it's amazing work
1: thank you no, well, it's it's all you know. I I gave the ideas, and actually, I, I Sylvia hated me for this. I <laughs> gave my requests, like I need an icon for a clipboard that also contains a link, and it's like okay. Right. Um, so she she did all the design uh, necessarily for this, and um, there's a there's actually a full preview that you can see on the website if you're like. We have banners and we have screenshots, but there's also a full preview that you you can open and, and see all the icons that are included. And um, yeah, I you can take a look at my home screens. I'm probably going to write about them in more detail because I'm still tweaking them and I'm still coming up. And what's been fascinating in this process is reorganizing my home screen around shortcuts has been, has been interesting because it made me think of new shortcuts to create and share. So... That's been fun um i'm I'm not personally using an all shortcuts home screen. I'm mixing and matching shortcuts and r- regular apps um, and yeah, that's it. It's uh with this, I can finally take it easy for a little while. Uh, this was the other thing that I've been teasing for a while, and it's finally out, and it feels good. Uh, so yeah, I'm done. take a break now yeah I can I think I can
0: well is that it we made to the end we made
2: it is Amazon doing anything else or real set there Uh, I think they're done now
1: yeah I think they're done the the ring was the last one
0: they'll be back next week with something else new I'm sure if you want to find links to all the stuff we spoke about today you can head over to the website relay.fm slash connected slash 262 while you're there you can send us an email with feedback or follow up or you can do that on Twitter. You can find Mike there as I M Y K E. Mike is the host of a bunch of other shows here at Relay FM as well. You can find Federico on Twitter at V I T I C C I. And he is the editor in chief of MacStories.net. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH, and I write 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Pingdom, Smile, and FreshBooks. Until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.